2: Relatively Healthy is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Listen to more great podcasts at foreverdogpodcast.com. And if you have questions about health, wellness, sex, dating, hookups, weird things happening to your body, whatever, please call us at 844 Stolarx. that's S-T-O-L-A-R-X, and leave us a voicemail. And you can also DM us on Twitter. Our handle is at 844 Stolarx, just like the hotline. And while you're there, please follow us and you can see photos of our recording sessions and audience polls and you can, you know, tell us you love us, all the things we know you're going to do anyway. Thanks. Hi everyone welcome to relatively healthy I'm Janie Stoller and I'm Dr. Ellen Stoller and Ellen is in Michigan today we're Skyping her and this is very exciting Ellen is on a whirlwind tour of the Detroit suburbs ice cream establishments and what's going on tell us what's what's up in Michigan
3: So, uh, yeah, I'm here in the Detroit suburbs uh, seeing both uh, me and Janie's godmother and uh, my best friend, both of whom currently live in, you know, various Detroit metro area. And I'm giving a hearty hello and a ringing endorsement for uh, Stroh's ice cream Mm -hmm, and frozen yogurt. Uh, They definitely have a location at Bloomfield Commons and Bloomfield Township. They may have other locations as well. Uh, but we have just stumbled upon
2: this amazing new flavor combination: salty caramel cheesecake. Sounds, Highly recommend. Sounds amazing. And you're currently getting your life, is what you is what you said. Oh,
3: it's great. I mean, look, Jeet has his parents have a lovely home in Troy, backyard, green space, giant TV. It's everything that I wish I could afford in Los Angeles. Right. Honestly. Right. Yeah, and living in the suburbs. I poo pooed it for years. Now I am here for your team it. The suburbs. Birthday, you just, you just look at your backyard, you watch your giant TV, you eat delicious ice cream. Nobody bothers you. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, you're living a suburban fantasy right now. Are you looking now? Is this like maybe a next step for you would be to live in the suburbs?
3: So here's the problem uh, is that I'm also here in August. And, I and you know, I know from my Midwestern uh, childhood that basically November to March, this whole place like sucks. Yeah. Big chunk.
2: So you but could summer, August, summer, the right. Detroit suburbs for summer and then you have you know your various palatial estates in different cities based on the weather. Yeah. That's actually the goal. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, would, I
3: would definitely consider Troy or Troy adjacent. Great. Uh, Michigan for, great. For, for for my summer home. Some people like to go to Saugatuck by the lake. I say no. I want to be I want to be right by the movie theater and and the olive garden.
2: Oh, I get that.
3: That's at mall. Oh, yeah. If I were Troy
2: um and our godmother her name is auntie liz and she wanted me to mm-hmm. make sure we got that right it's auntie liz she said codename auntie liz um and she's an audiologist who had to leave but had some insight off the pod that will at some point get her on on record but she you know she has a lot to say about ears which is great um but we so today the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk to dr ellen about some of the questions we've gotten and then Matt Palmer is going to come in and guest co-host when we interview a guest. So uh, right now, we're going to dive into some medical questions. Thank you for your voicemails. Thank you for your submissions on our Google form. Um, you can call us anytime, one eight four four 844 stolarx S-T-O-L-A-R-X, and leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. So we're going to get right into it. Hi, Janie and Dr. Ellen. Uh, my name is Caitlin. I'm 34, and I'm a
3: lady. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about multivitamins. I take one every day.
2: I also take a fish oil supplement. I don't know why I do this. Uh, It's just something I started doing, and I keep buying them, and I keep taking them. And is there any actual health benefit to taking this every day, or is this just a waste of money? I think I eat pretty healthy. You've mentioned on the podcast everyone thinks they do, but I think I'm right. Um, So I feel like I'm getting nutrition from food. Should I be doing this?
3: What's the point? Uh, thank you, gals, so much. Little family van,
2: love ya. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for your submission. Um, not to blow up her spot, but I do know her. And I will say she eats healthy. And thank you for the little family van shout-out, which was uh, Vicki Gundelson's screech a few seasons ago that's iconic, that we all appreciate. Um, she eats healthy. She's taking multivitamins. I do the same thing. Dr. Ellen, what is the deal?
3: I mean, there's... A- At this time, there's really no compelling evidence that there's any actual benefit for an otherwise healthy person to be taking multivitamins. I mean, I would say that if there's a specific concern about a deficiency in your diet, you could consider speaking to your provider about having them check levels of particular vitamins or nutrients. And certainly, if you live north of the uh, Mason-Dixon line, it's not a bad idea to get your vitamin D level checked just because anyone who lives there isn't probably getting enough Uh, sunlight so to consider taking vitamin d but uh in the absence of a documented deficiency there's really not much of a case to be made for taking extra supplements
2: so my question is like what happens when you take one in that case are you just urinating it out like it's not even affecting any sort of levels in your body
3: it depends on the particular nutrient and ones that are like processed by your kidneys. Like, yeah, you're probably just going to pee them out.
2: Got it. And what about um, like probiotic pills? People love those. Cause some... I know that they're very, trend-
3: yeah, they're real trendy because they're supposed to like help restore like good gut flora. But, you know, no one really knows what's in them. Why uh, whether they refrigerated or not refrigerated? And everyone's gut microbiome's a little bit different. So, as long as you're eating, like, regular food generally, there's really not much of a strong case to be made either for taking probiotics on the regs.
2: Got it. So, like, how can they get away with selling multivitamins if there's not conclusive evidence that they are beneficial? Like, is that something that should stop? Because they're not going to hurt
3: and it makes people feel like they're
2: being healthy. I see. You
3: know, why do you sell, like, alkaline water? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know. But do you take a multivitamin? No. You used to, right?
3: No. I take an iron pill because I have actual iron deficiency anemia. uh, But no.
2: Got it. Okay. uh,
3: It's a charlatan's racket. I mean, I'm going to eventually hope to create my own line of, uh, you know, designer supplements. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Like
3: foster wealth and prosperity. Well, I think. Until that happens.
2: I was, from me. I was just reading the Wikipedia page for this hair guy Chaz Dean I don't know if you remember but like mm-hmm. he was selling oh, no, stuff to promote on
3: flip-
2: that's where I saw him I'm flipping out and he had was yeah. promoting hair growth and he had like a pill and people were losing their hair and I think like that's mm-hmm. a good thing for you to think about like in your next venture beyond this podcast it's what can I sell that's going to do the opposite of what people are looking for because that oh, seemed like yeah. you know a good idea
3: Supplements, I will say, is that if you're a woman of childbearing age who's considering having a child, uh, a prenatal vitamin, something with folic acid is a good idea because uh, it helps prevent neural tube defects in growing babies. But if you're not planning on growing a baby anytime soon, then you really don't need anything.
2: No, I'm definitely not. All right. That's good advice. So don't do the multivitamin. That's an interesting, uh, interesting take. I I don't think I'd heard that in the mainstream. Great. OK, so we're going to move on to our next question which is actually one that was texted to us which is another valid way if you don't look for a number but if you have it you can text us questions and this is from our cousin Jared who's also going to be on the pod like the whole family getting involved and his question is also about something very similar coldies so he was asking about like the zinc that people take in the beginning of a cold that's supposed to prevent the cold or reduce the length of the cold what is up with that
3: I mean, there is some evidence to suggest that, yes, taking high amounts of zinc very early after the onset of cold symptoms can potentially reduce the length of cold symptoms by a day or two. But on the other hand, these supplements are quite expensive. They can interact with the medications that you're already taking. And uh, based on personal experience, and this is pointed point out in the literature, they can cause horrible stomach cramps.
2: You sound like a- you're actively eating ice cream right now. <laughs>
3: Eating ice cream right now just it's want to the, call that out
2: Yeah <laughs> Okay <laughs> You're the first doctor To ever be like On <laughs> the media Don't things They're our new sponsor They
3: don't know about us
2: yet Honestly It's so good It's like This should just constantly Be your way of giving advice At work Like wherever it is It's just you are Pounding ice cream So okay Um, What you're saying I'm sorry I'm so distracted Is that They are not good for you that you shouldn't take them
3: i mean look if if you want your cold shorter by a day but you want a horrible stomach ache take a cold ease
2: got it okay so there are serious side effects people might face like you might be more uncomfortable but they do work they do work
3: i mean they'll shorten your cold by a day so instead of feeling unwell for eight days it's maybe like six and a half
2: Got it. Okay, that's good advice. And the other thing is he texted us a photo because he's going on vacation and he's in a plane and he was wearing one of those masks because he's sick. Do those prevent the spread of colds?
3: I mean, I I suppose so. The big thing is that if you're on a plane for a long time, your mucous membranes just get quite dry and that makes it easier for you to catch uh, viruses. So even more so than wearing the mask itself. The big thing is just going to be to stay hydrated and make sure that you're washing your hands frequently.
2: But aren't you also spreading it through like the air because the air in the plane is all like not.
3: Yeah, it's recycled. But if you're also doing things to help foster your own immune system, resting and really just making sure that you're drinking a lot of water and keeping your mucous membranes moist. Uh, Also who wants to wear a mask for five hours That's the one
2: that's the thing that would Stop me from it is like on a plane it just Wouldn't feel comfortable planes bad enough I don't want to have a mask on you know That's Wear a mask the whole flight right Um okay so We're getting a no on multivitamins A yes on coldies If you want a one day shorter cold And a think about it But probably not on the mask because it's Really not probably worth the suffering People
3: think that you're up to something sketchy Really If I sat next to somebody on a mask, I would assume that they had all terrible disease.
2: Interesting. But that could be good because then people would be like less up in your grill.
3: Or they'd be more up in your grill.
2: Okay. Okay. I hear that. I hear you. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. Okay. That's a good good piece of advice. So, okay. The main thing is always, you know, doctors love to tell you to hydrate. So that's what I'm getting from this. Um, And if you are concerned about your levels, ask a doctor. Okay, so uh, we're going to say bye to Dr. Ellen for now for this episode, and we're going to be back with guest co-host Matt Palmer in the studio. Hi, welcome back to Relatively Healthy. I am joined in the studio by the one and only Matt Palmer. Hi, everybody. Yay! Back by popular, my demand. (laughs) He is our guest co-host today while Ellen is eating ice cream, going to airports, doing the whole thing. And uh, I'm so excited to have him here.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. I hope I didn't ruin the pod last time, and I hope to continue not ruining
2: it. You just have to redeem
0: yourself this That's time. True. That's true. It's, it it's very redemptive. So,
2: what's new with, like, you know, guys and stuff? What's oh,
0: question? <laughs> we're opening with <laughs> Let's it. Let's just get right Let's into it. Let's just get to it. Um. Well, I uh, am. I don't generally date people for terribly long and it's getting to the point where I'm seeing someone who I like and it's been a bit of time. And so, you know, I think everything's going fine. He hasn't fine. screwed up yet. He hasn't screwed up. I haven't screwed up. This I, is
2: ma- amazing. I, it's yeah. great.
0: And like, we're very much a personality match. Wow. And like, usually I date guys that like are kind of mean or like Republican. Which <laughs> is, like, you no, know, everyone's... Well, to be fair, yes. that
2: one didn't think Hillary and Trump were different. <laughs> and he spelled Hillary with one L.
0: You will not die being mad about the one L in Hillary.
2: Because it's everywhere. And it was like, during the election, yeah. you couldn't avoid the word. Yeah. And please just give her the respect to give her the L, the extra L that and she has earned. She did
0: earn two L's. And I also feel like, because this was written down and I would have looked up her name if I wasn't 100% positive. And I wish that had been I done. wish
2: he had looked it up because yes. beyond the fact that he was very, very wrong, of it's course. that he spelled Hillary with one L. I will never <laughs> let anyone <laughs> let that down.
0: I knew like as soon as I sent you to the link of like his- His
2: blog. Let's his call it what it is. is a, a blog with, with his political musings- where he said that Hillary and Trump are the same. This is who you were dating. I was
0: literally like, oh, Janie's never going to like this person. Like, no. I really shouldn't have sent this. Because but- number
2: one is political blog with musings. Yeah. That's like deal breaker number one. <laughs> and then the second was Hillary and Trump are the same. Third was Hillary 1L. And beyond that, it was just a black outrage. I don't yeah. know what I was looking at. You were at. very angry. I was uh, so mad.
0: And I gave him a chance. Because
2: he was in a swing state. He. <laughs> okay, so we don't need to go... I feel like I've already gone I down love this. Jamie's
0: like, I don't really want to give a lot of details. <laughs> it was like how yeah, this was all opened up. <laughs> I hate him. You do. You're not a fan. I wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Well, I blame him for everything. <laughs> of course, I'm pretty sure it was him that it did was it him. all. He was the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really just like turned yeah. the state against.
2: I think he did it. I think he did. Um, but uh, so okay, so it's not that guy. No, it's not that guy. It's a, it's a guy. step up.
0: It's a guy who we're on the same page. You would like him. He's liberal. Yes. I feel like, I feel like we're getting to the point where like maybe you could meet him sometimes. Uh, what I need
2: first is just to like prompt some sort of text was like, oh, like um, which Clinton is your favorite so that he could <laughs> text me the way he spells Hillary and then I'll right. know if he's good. Right. So I'm excited for him. I, w- I have high hopes. I
0: will say we haven't had a Hillary versus Bernie discussion. Okay. well so that's that's the last that's the final frontier i Cause like yeah we don't want to be infighting like with the tina fey oh sheet cake moment yeah <laughs> you know because we all voted for hillary we're all on the right side of history
2: we all are right <laughs> why are we fighting i understand that we have to hold people accountable yes. and people can do better but like i was looking back at the week before the election you know what we were debating yeah. david pumpkins with the same fervor that we're debating this it's not even about to me and I know I'm speaking probably out of turn Mm. but to me it's like we debate dumb stuff instead of focusing on the harder issues all the time and I don't think it's that different I think we there was as much heat around David Pumpkins what was the
0: heat around David Pumpkins is
2: it funny and like <laughs> people were furious how dare David Pumpkins I, a week before I
0: all of this happened I didn't know there was fury around oh, David fury.
2: Pumpkins and I there were thought pieces <laughs> maybe your former flame has a <laughs> D-A-
0: it is it's all David B- Pumpkins
2: IDP <laughs> I don't even there's no double letter he would get, He would be fine with it yeah
0: he'd, do, he'd know David that's biblical sorry.
2: so I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this I've listened to everyone's point of view on the yeah. whole thing I appreciate it. Yes. I just think we are, as a, we're going to self immolate as a party. Anyway, so this <laughs> is our relationship conversation. I know. This so, is where I'm at, though. I just do. I was going to gonna say,
0: dating. How do you feel about relationships like, and dating? This at the is where I'm at with
2: dating. Um, I think that sums it up. Yes. I have gone on dates with guys who, right off the bat, told me they're not pro choice. <laughs> I've gone on dates with guys that just say horrible things about women right. and like, I don't know if I want to ever date again. I'm shut down. I'm foreclosed. We're selling. We're auctioning it off the parts. Like, there's no... I have no business on a date because this is me now plus a couple RuPaul quotes and then that's a date with me. <laughs> well, I, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm
0: having a great time. <laughs> I wish we could have another I one. <laughs> wish we, I would love to date you. Right? We'd be lovely together. I know. I think just in, uh, in the ether I would like to put out if there is a nice person who maybe is not as exciting on paper right. or like I feel like that is a person we should explore. I because. think so, too.
2: I think exciting is bad. Yes. Yes. And I think, like, normal and they grow on you is better. Yes, I agree. And, like, they've just consistently proved that they're not right. Republican. And I, mean, <laughs> and
0: I guess, again, it's a low bar we're talking. Someone who's, like, not making fun of your movie faves and not making fun of your music choices yeah. and, like, respects your opinion as a lady. I think, again, lowest bar ever. Lowest bar. But if that's a person.
2: Look, I'm looking in the. I'm at that low bar. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. I'm, I
0: think... There are people out there in the Los Angeles area yeah. who could cross that.
2: They have to know that I'm not in a good place. <laughs> do you they, open
0: with, I'm not in a good place um, on the dates?
2: I wish I could. I actually, I've, a guy did that, I think it'd be more charming than what they do, which is like never admit it or have awareness. Right. Because I'm not. Like, politics is really bad right now, and yeah. my job is really draining, and mm. I'm like, all mess. But that said, there's still some, probably a redeeming quality that a guy, you know, if it worked out, they'd probably find. <laughs>
0: Fight in you, I hope. <laughs> I think you're all redeeming qualities, Jane. I feel like this is taking a dark turn. <laughs> I'm in such a bad place. Yay!
2: Um, <laughs> but I do like. It's funny when you see people like in love right now, and you're like, "What? <laughs> you not I mean, see? Do you not see what's going on? It
0: is bizarre in a in a according moment with the person <laughs> I'm I'm dating at the moment. It's like half our texts are flirty, and half the texts are like, "Happy Friday, Bannon's out." <laughs>
2: Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just reading about the white supremacist rally. Like,
0: exactly. what are we doing? It's like, can you believe Trump after eight years of Obama?
2: Yeah. See you Friday. <laughs> like, it's just, just going back and forth, yes. back and forth. It's so true. Dating in
0: this political climate is a sticky thing. No one looks cute. No, we all look horrible. No. I've cut
2: out alcohol and bad food. Good for you. It's been really like it was rough because I was really just habitually every single night just drinking the news I and mean, eating the news. And so I was like, I have to just stop. And yeah. it's been terrible, but it's not like worse terrible. <laughs> That's good. Um, and I hope that like what I'm going to try and do is reset some of my behaviors mm-hmm. that are like, I'm stressed. I'm tired. I deserve like this. Right. Versus, okay, I just want this. And it's more of like a conscious in the moment yes. decision. Because I don't know how I think like everything is so draining. I don't really know how to manage it. Right. And I feel like... Um, the stuff I was doing wasn't helping. Right. It wasn't helping. Do
0: you feel like you're going to do, is going to be like a whole 30? You're going to end yeah. on the 30th day? And then... I'm doing
2: 30 days and seeing okay. how it goes. I'm not doing a full whole 30 because some of that stuff is stupid. Yeah. But um, I am, I'm feeling like I'm waking up at least. I'm feeling like, okay, I didn't. I didn't drink too much last night. Like oh, that's a like great. Good. Yeah, it's like a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all you can hope for. It
0: really is. Yeah. Ugh, what a world. What a world. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
2: like I'm glad that you actually dating is probably something nice to distract you and like nice and has. Yeah.
0: It's like I'm not generally a person who goes on dates with people that are nice and that I like. And, you know, so far so good. You never know. By the time this airs, I'm <laughs> sure he will have dumped me. But <laughs> as of now, I doubt it. it'll be a nice time capsule of like, oh, I was happy.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's nice to be reminded that happy is there yes because yes.
0: we both have the idea of you've got to meet your partner for life later on in life right. because eventually you'll hate them Given. and you want to make that time that you like them the longest it can be so if exactly. i still like you at like 60 oh my gosh
2: that's the thing you know some people say why do you want to get married later why are you yeah. looking well it's because it's a as you said a shorter distance between meeting them and hating them <laughs> Right. And dying. <laughs> and You dying. really like, why? When people get married at 22, I'm like, you're going to hate this person for what, 50 years? I
0: know. That's so long Push to live with someone off. you hate. Push it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Oh, my God. On that note, we're going to take a break <laughs> and we'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing, please connect with us on Twitter. We're at 844 stolarx. x that's 844 STOLARX. And we'll be posting photos, audience polls, lots of fun stuff. It's a great way to get in touch with us directly, you know, and get rid of like the bureaucracy of life. And you can also call us at 844 STOLARX and leave a voicemail on our hotline. If you call us with your questions, it's all anonymous, and we'd love to talk about your questions on air. <laughs> So we're back at Relatively Healthy. My guest host, Matt Palmer, is here. Woo! Woo. And we have such a special guest. This is a woman who, there are not even adjectives. I won't even try. She's beyond description. Her name is Amanda Giobi, And she is my dance partner and my platonic life partner. At some point, we will have a child. We can talk about that at a different (laughs) podcast. And she was a social worker for so many years and is now full transition into like, a comedic star, a comedic star oh my gosh would you agree?
1: that's a lot of very nice things in a row about me, Janie. Thank you very much. Hi, hello, everyone.
2: welcome. So we want to ask you a bit about being a social worker, and I've been thinking about this a lot because my job is really stressful, but it's meaningless, and you had a job. For so many years, you were a social worker, and you, you worked at a high school, right?
1: Sort of. So I was a social worker for 13 years, actually, with the same organization, which I feel like is a nice privilege that maybe, like, our grandparents stayed at the same place for 50 years, and I, like, pat myself on the back for being at one place for 13, you know? Um but it wasn't, we worked with schools, but it was a uh, long term early intervention, social work 501c3 or a nonprofit. Um, and so it was in school, I was in home, and then I was also in like whatever would be our base community center with the kids that we worked with.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. I
2: mean, that's, I'm already tired.
0: Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, how many hours a week is this? It's got to be over 40.
1: Um, for me, it was, you know, like I started off just being, we called like, instead of being called a social worker, we were called youth advocates. Mm. Um, so I started off being a youth advocate and then over the years I started managing other youth advocates. So I not only had a caseload of my own, but I had, uh, I oversaw the other caseloads. So for me over the years, it was much, much more than 40 hours. Wow. Um, but it was like a delight, you know what I mean? It was never, um, it was uh, if it was ever over time, it was uh, stuff that I cared about doing and felt passionate about. Hmm.
2: So did you carry your work home with you? Like at the end of the day, the stress and the, all the emotion, like did that come with you when you were done with your day?
1: Uh, it didn't. But I will say I um, like it didn't because I trained myself not to. Um, so so much of I think having a work-life balance is almost like I, I took classes on self-care. Wow. I mean it was like a real um, a real thing that that I knew I was going to encounter when I first started working. and you also have to understand I was a baby. I was 21 when I first started this job. Um, so I, like I would say that like no, I didn't bring work home with me, but that took years. To figure out how what worked best for me in order to not do that, because mm. everybody's a little bit different. So I had to figure out what um, what what it would look like for me to be able to leave at the end of the day and be able to settle and release. Because any job that's like I, I, um, I, I'm sure there's a million jobs like out, out there like this. One being a caregiver is the number one I can think of, but a teacher, a doctor, anything where it's like. There aren't many, like this is a job where your job isn't done at the end of the day. So you could just keep working 24 hours all day, every day, like, but you'd never be done. So mm-hmm. you have to find a way to know that like I'm done for today uh, and tomorrow is a new day for this.
2: Yeah. Wow. And for 13 years, that's a long time to be doing this. I mean, don't social workers, there's like a lot of burnout, right? Am I
1: wrong? No, the average stays about two.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: What do you think made yeah. you different and that you could go for so long doing this?
1: Um, you know, that's a great question. I uh, like there's part of me that wants to take a little bit off of um or just be a little bit honest that it's like I wonder sometimes if some of this is genetically predisposition for us where it's oh. like I'd be I'd be curious to the neurology of like an ER doc You know, like, Mm -hmm. or a a secret service agent. I wonder if there's just some things that are like, oh, there's some people that are better, like just the way they were born can separate some of this stuff better. I I don't know that it's always like, well, look at how great I am that I can do this. It might just be like, hey, I was just born this way a little bit. Um, And then I also think like the stuff that I did in order to... um, self-preserve over the years was like I just was very boundaryed with the kids and the families that I worked with and would explain a month in advance like for this month these are the days hours I'm working I'm available dur- to you during that time um, and then like just be very clear of like when I'm on vacation this is the person that you'd be in contact with if you need someone like I will not be responding to you and that's no fault to you or no criticism to you, you know, like just being very clear um, about what my boundaries were. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also like I just I do love self-care. So I just was always very careful that like I exercise six days out of the week and I was eating well, like there are just those like very basic things. I think that I was like, oh, I got to really dig my heels into this or I won't survive long term.
2: Right. That makes total sense. That's amazing. How big was your caseload? Did it vary throughout the years?
1: So the cool part about the organization that I work for is uh, that we actually hand select kids in the first grade or in, in kindergarten or first grade and see which kids are most likely to need an advocate over a uh, uh, 12 to 16 year period. Okay. And the idea behind it is like, okay, if they have, if these eight kids are with one adult, that's going through like every motion with them and their families, um, can we make it so that they avoid teen pregnancy, graduate from high school and avoid the juvenile justice system. And the organization I worked for was like, oh gosh, it was in the 90 percentile that that would be a success. Um with that kind of early onset and longitudinal care provided. Um, so my caseload itself was always eight. Um but when I expanded to overseeing other people and other people's caseloads, um it you know it got to be into like sixty and a hundred. it was it was bigger than
2: sixty and a hundred. Yeah, oh annoying. my god. Like,
1: so it's like if there was a lot of if I'm managing multiple youth advocates, I'm also overseeing all of their caseloads. So it's like however many people I was managing, you times that by eight, right? Wow.
2: Yeah. Was it ever was there ever a point when you like broke down or had like I can't do this anymore along the way?
1: Oh my gosh, what a good question. I so I tend to have a very bad memory about bad things. Um
2: God bless you. <laughs> You're superhuman for so many reasons.
1: Right? Um I you know the closest thing I can say to that is, I think maybe no, but this is my closest memory I have about that is I uh, the my first caseload that I ever worked with and they're all grown now, but I took each of them overseas on these different service trips um, and just like go through the um the process of getting passports and seeing what poverty and um, and lower socioeconomic classes look like in other countries. Um, and it was just like one of the neatest things I ever did. But one of um, one of the trips that I was going on, I was taking one of the girls to a Palestinian refugee camp. You know? wow. And um, oh, and she, yeah, and she, Right before we left, I mean, it, could, it had to be like, like a week or two, she got into um, trouble with the law. And it was like, oh, I, I couldn't take her on this trip. I had this whole thing planned. It was like, okay, what do you know? Um, and I remember saying like, well, that's like so. I guess I won't go. Um, and somebody had to say like, hey, your life is not just this. Mm. Like, why don't you go? Uh, and that was, I mean, so I, that doesn't super answer your question, but mm-hmm. that was sort of like the first time that I like had an aha moment of like, Oh yeah. Oh, I, I am a human outside of this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and that was a very good, like, uh, in a different way, a good learning experience for me to be like, Oh wow. There's other, there's uh, yeah, I can do like good and important things that don't just revolve around this job.
2: Yeah, and I can't imagine, I mean, there were years where you were doing a ton of comedy at night, and you were doing improv and sketch and all the amazing stuff you do, and doing this during the day, and most shows are really late, and you were just like... Running around with a huge backpack. Also, tell the babies near you to stop having fun.
0: I know. It's really disgusting it's how disgusting. much fun they're having. I
2: really hate it. They're just like joyfully running around
0: right <laughs> so now. rude. Can That's you true.
2: hear the babies? <laughs> we just yeah. heard when you were answering, we heard like a cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please stop. That no,
0: was like the Aaliyah I song. I would
1: like to apologize to your listeners that <laughs> it's like like, the Aaliyah I song. picked a spot that was like, so lovely and apparently very family friendly. Like, I'm having a great time and so is everyone else around me. It's
2: true. I really just want to go back to what Matt said, which is like, it's like the Aaliyah song, because there was in, um, Are You That Somebody? There's Where? just a baby. Just <laughs> a part of the beat. Jamie,
1: you, you will appreciate that Kelly and I once, uh, my comedy partner, and I, now of course you are my dance partner, my life partner, you know, but of I have course. another comedy partner as well. And we're <laughs> Again, and we're open. <laughs> uh, and Kelly and I once were like, is there legs on a sketch that's just like a baby in a recording studio? <laughs> <and> a <sketch laughs> re- recording the Aaliyah, uh, yes. you know, that's somebody, baby portion? Yes. And every time we come back to it, I'm like, oh, there's legs on that there is legs there's legs that let's get there's, that sketch there's a there's
2: a sitcom and there's a movie there's all of it
0: absolutely as just an audience member oh. i'm already in we're there
1: <laughs> okay let's do it i'm gonna pitch it i'm gonna pitch it again you have say, to do it i think we need the, the baby set yeah <laughs> i think it's thank like, you for your support like it, it's
0: like
2: people are trying to make the baby like make specific noises what anyway i don't want to <laughs> derail too much no but that's a no, funny- no. This
1: was a tangent you needed. But I <laughs> yeah. think
2: it's important that people listening who don't know that you are a superwoman for so many reasons. They know that you do like very silly comedy. This is the kind of stuff like you have a show right now at UCB with Kelly called Power Hour. It's amazing, and you do like a lot of sketches with just like a musical joke and then this is the background right. you're coming from where you're like past Palestinian refugee social worker you know what I mean <laughs> it's like you've done both and I feel like that must have been weird when you would leave the job and then go do comedy at night
1: well and you know actually this all like ties together uh to me for self-care because I initially even got into comedy because I noticed how much that I needed release at the end of the day. And I would turn to comedy. That was like one. I mean, I love sports. Um, I love friends. I love my family, but I really gravitated towards laughter. That was a way that I was like, Oh, I can like release Mm -hmm. from a lot of this heavy stuff throughout our day. Um, and I got into comedy because I just was like, I wonder if I could be someone that, Like, I feel like maybe I'm a healer on the social work side, right? Like, I don't know that it's necessarily in that healer. um, uh, Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an acupuncturist. I'm not, I'm not any of that. But it's like, it feels healing and supportive that it was like, oh, I wonder if there's like, if that's in me, if I could do it in this totally separate way and give people a place and space to heal through laughter, Mm -hmm. if they are also coming from hard days and hard jobs. Yeah. I love that. Now more than ever. It's
2: true. We need more than ever. ever. Catchphrase. I actually trademarked that a few months ago, so I'm making a lot of money on the side. Oh my god! Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've been you a hundred. If you
2: saw that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's a (laughs) hundred dollar a use. So there's some people who owe me money, and I don't want to name names, but um, now more than ever.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, Lauren Michaels. Uh, Lauren Michaels, like, yeah, yeah, just
2: yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds like some self care tips that I've extracted for my personal uh, selfish use is like exercise and eat right and laugh. Yes, gotta yeah. laugh. Yeah. Are there other There's things God. that you found helpful during those stressful times when work was crazy?
1: Yeah, I'm a big journaler, too. I, that sounds very like Nancy Drew of me, maybe. Because
2: um. you're just taking notes about what people are doing around you.
1: <laughs> because I'm, I thought to myself, okay, if I'm social work during the day and comedy at night, let's solve crime.
2: <laughs> There's probably a half hour in there. You could figure out, you know, how to solve a crime.
1: Absolutely. Uh, no, but I really like I'm big into journaling. Uh, that was just like a uh-oh. Oh no released for me as well. And I actually even like, this is very silly, but, um, I, I keep like a normal journal, but I also legitimately will write down, uh, all the positive things that happened to me in the day to shift my focus of like life. It Let's be clear. Life is, and for me, least than anybody else, probably, but life is very hard and it can be, uh, very taxing, but it's like there's also a lot of good out there, so mm-hmm. can I shift my focus to the good that's out there for me in my life directly, and some of the other good that I witness? Um, so I think that's always been a good mental shift for me as well. Um, and 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 I, like I love acupuncture; they're like like little tiny. Um, uh, I love massages. They're like like even stupid things. I don't always love to suggest the, the stuff that costs money, but mm-hmm. it's like there are just some things that I know like, oh, I enjoy that and that's really healing for me. I, I have to do those things.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Do you watch any sort of entertainment or listen to anything that's kind of like, you know, maybe a guilty pleasure per se, but like... You know, like a teen mom.
2: <laughs> really... Can you help justify us watching Teen <laughs> yes, Mom?
0: I'd like to keep Especially, up with Macy and yeah, Farah. Exactly. And I just wondered if and, you would, too. Although that's
2: we kind of like not okay for her. Oh, too close her. to home, yeah, maybe.
0: you know.
1: Well, well, what do you think? What do you think? Teen <laughs> Mom. I, I just think everybody's like, first of all, everybody has, like, I don't think that we should ever feel guilty about our guilty pleasures as okay. long as Thank they you. are in moderation, right? Because everybody has... A thing. So it's like people, I, I love Diet Coke. Oh, baby, do I love Diet Coke. You okay. love Diet
2: Coke. You do. And, and you're very, very healthy and you love Diet Coke and you do both. I'm
1: very healthy. Yes. And people will kind of criticize me to say like, oh, well, you know that that's very bad for you. <laughs> and I like my my retort is always like, listen, I've literally in my life never eaten a donut. Like, give me this.
0: You You've know? never <laughs> eaten a donut? Matt's very mad. I, mean, I can't believe this. <laughs>
1: That's probably an exaggeration, but it's like, I wouldn't, I've never, here's, here's truth. I've never eaten a Cinnabon. <laughs> so like him, soda, <laughs> oh
0: you <know>? my god!
1: <laughs>
2: Matt has never been more I'm outraged. Going,
0: I mean, not out. It's not outrageous. What it's is surprise. It? surprise. It's I'm impressed by you because I mean, honestly, I thought just a universal truth is we've all been in an airport, gone to the airport Cinnabon, eaten. When you we were
2: young, two
0: thousand calories, and just were like, you know what? This is when what was the I did last today. Time you had a Cinnabon. I'd say in the past two years, I've had. Okay, a Cinnabon. that's not It's bad. not like yesterday, right? Right. But that's fine. That's fine. It's, I mean, I guess. Right? <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a stressful life like you did. Like I don't have a, even a reason for the Cinnabon. Besides, I like it and like want to feel horrible for the rest of the day. It's the goal. <laughs> you know?
1: I sometimes think that now, if that was your choice every day, I actually um there is a difference to me. This is maybe where I get a little controversial, but there is a difference to me between like destroying your life and <laughs> like having something sometime so if you were like Amanda listen I gotta eat a Cinnabon breakfast (laughs) lunch and dinner because my life is stressful and I'd be like well you're just gonna kill yourself Matt you know Um, but I I do think that's difference between like uh, um, the idea behind like if, if somebody who's going through chemotherapy says like I'm going to have like a half a glass of wine even though I'm Told not to, but it's like I happen to love this, and it's going to like bring me joy. And this, it's like, yeah, yeah, you do only live once, um, so I think that there is a fine balance, and I think it's different for every person. Yeah, I,
0: I don't think that's controversial. No, I don't you, think you're so. At all. Oh, people, no, like you're hoping that people don't hurt themselves. I think mean, that's right great.
1: Do people? Yeah,
2: yeah. Do your friends ever look to you for like oh, the honking? Do p- <laughs> friends ever look to you for therapy? Because like I know I have
0: so <laughs> look to Amanda look
2: to Amanda yeah. because it's like you're <laughs> <laughs> I so warned you that we'll there
0: was you did come. we can't say we were surprised all
2: on board <laughs> you honestly, know what I mean sorry, I honestly no <laughs> <laughs> what if Amanda was driving a boat the whole time <laughs> I love
0: it multitasker
2: <laughs> yeah oh so on top of that oh my I relaxed
1: by my... like, oh sorry there was a boat in my way I just had to give it a little toot <laughs> so <it knew. laughs> um
2: that's that's great (laughs) so yeah do you find your question again it was very good (laughs) uh do friends ask you well that well they don't ask you they just kind of like throw stuff on you and then it's like oh well you know what you're doing you're a social worker help me
1: not only that, but, like, strangers. I, I, yes, I get it. I think that there's, like, um, and I, I will say this, not in arrogance, but, like, take it as my own compliment. But I think that there must be something. I don't know if it's about my face or my energy or what it is, but there's something where, uh, like, people feel like they can talk to me. And I love giving counsel. But, yes, I do get a lot of, like, outpouring of emotion and... and um, like I say like trauma, trauma with a lowercase T, like just things happening in people's lives that they might turn to me. And a lot of times I might say like, let me help find resources where you can find a good therapist or where you can find a good um, psychiatrist if you feel like you might need medicine. But yes, I get a lot of people that um, like tend to unload on me, which I don't happen to mind.
0: Even strangers on the street, like if like someone was walking off that boat, they would come up and ask like,
2: Hey, my family lives in this.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Matt, I know that that sounds insane. And Janie knows me <laughs> well enough. Like it has happened more than you would think.
2: Huh. Uh, wow. Yes, where,
1: and so it's, it's interesting. It must be the way that you, um, there must be like a posture. And I mean that like, a physically and mentally, uh, like a posture that you give off that, uh, that shows like, Hey, I'm a person open to like, if you need help. I mean, I, and people are like this all the time too, but I mean, I get asked for even like just the small, like directions on the subway Hmm. every time I enter a subway, you know? So it's like, there must be something about me that gives that off.
0: No, I get that. I feel like I only know you through audio and I would tell you all my secrets.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm and i eat that up (laughs) (laughs)
2: totally um so from your experience working with young people like what's up with them i guess that's my main question too about the work you did like what insights into their little brains do you have that might be interesting to listeners
1: i will tell you this and this is my opinion uh so that means it's right okay um I think that young people are much cooler than grownups. Mm. They are Believe smarter that. than us. They have better instincts than us. They are just, they are so very aware of the world that we live in and what's right and wrong. Like I would prefer to hang out with a teenager over an adult any day out of the week. Um, I just find them to be, they just get such a bad reputation, which I'm not sure why. Um, it might just be that people don't know how to, so it's like, if you're dealing with a a baby, right? Like, um, the, the right thing to do is not to speak in baby talk and to like dumb it down. Right. You're supposed to like talk. So I wonder if it's, there's, do we hear that long? Yeah, I hear that one. one. Okay. All right. (laughs) What's that one? Um, But I think the right thing to do with teens is uh, maybe people approach it the same way where they're like, maybe they try to be too cool or dumb it down too much, I, I don't know. But I think it's just the way that people approach teens um, that might be the problem, or that teens may just have so much turnover with adults um, that they're like, are you gonna be around tomorrow? If I, if I even give you the time of day and invest in you today, hmm. where are you gonna be tomorrow? So I think it's like maybe people also aren't just putting in the time and effort to, to be in a young person's life, to get to the point that they like feel comfortable enough to be their friend. Um, so I just think that they're better than any of us. (laughs) Um, and so that's to me, the, the insight they really like, if you were to ask them about what's going on in the world, about anything in politics, about anything in history, I just think that their insight is very clear um And it's like, I, there's something that we lose over time that I think young people have.
2: I think there's going to be a point when you converge this insight with your comedy career. Like, I feel like this is, you have such insight into teenagers and comedy. I'm, I'm, the machinations of my brain to monetize this are really going crazy.
0: <laughs> and that's what we're really here to do today yeah. really monetize. Yeah, Amanda.
1: Amanda. I, said, I just lost hundred dollars. <laughs> right. <true>. You know, <laughs> you do, yeah.
2: You need to make it back quick because I'm gonna be coming around. Bill collecting. Well, and
1: that's that is what's fun about kind of like dipping your toes into all these things is like it is fun to know what teenagers like what comedies they watch. Oh yeah, is you it know, just what,
2: like Instagram? Like what are they watching? Yeah. <laughs> like they're not watching, you know, Kimmy Schmidt.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I truly like in terms of comedy stuff that's on right now, I truly don't know um, what would be stuff that they most of the time I find that we would be surprised at what they found interesting. So it's like I know a lot of the girls and they're not teenagers anymore. They're still they're in their young 20s now. But the, the girls that I started working with watch all the same types of stuff that I do. Oh. So hmm. they might be watching Insecure on HBO. Oh. and I. Even though I've worked with them, I might think like, oh, that seems mature. And it's like, no, they're just, again, don't forget, they're still smarter than you. Like, they, <laughs> they like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think that's kind of – because I feel like you hear a lot about, like, the young kids getting ruined by social media and, like, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Do you think that the wokeness of young people is also kind of in thanks to the fact that Twitter's everywhere and you're seeing everything that's coming through this, like, horrible administration, like, in real time? That's just a a theory.
2: And then we can also ask the kids that are wandering by. Ask the kids as well. (laughs) Uh, Brett, Matt, Janie?
1: Oh, yeah, we're here. Can you hear us? I – I thought I lost you. Yes, I just oh, lost God. you for a second. But okay. Thank God. It was just the boat. It was just the boat. <laughs> um, Matt, ask your question again. It was like how, how social media plays into it. Yeah,
0: like do you think – I feel like it, you hear a lot about cyberbullying, but do you think the fact that the children are so woke now and like know what's going on in the world is also kind of thanks to social media being such a presence in their lives?
1: Yeah, I feel like completely torn about it, to be honest. Because I even remember saying like – at some point in time I remember saying like I think my degree is null and void at this point because of social media mm. um, like there's just it brings about so many different things that I would have to go to these new trainings and figure out mm. how to work um, like how to work with the fact that kids are cyberbullying um and, and, that, and that they're using it as these online journals Right. Um, you know what I mean uh, hold on I'm going to move real fast
2: that's really interesting. Right? I I feel I feel like you know there's something like kids these days, but that is such a significant change from yeah, just when we were absolutely. growing up. It's so major. I can't even. Oh, imagine. it's
1: so so major. So absolutely, it keeps them more in touch with what's going on. Um, but it brings about like a whole other set of issues that you know I just I didn't I, I just didn't have to deal with growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I i think it definitely keeps them plugged in, and it, it's also uh like it maybe um I think the dangers of being isolated too with it are are a lot higher um mm, that's true yeah, it's true. I think it's like just as positive as is is negative like to me it's really split fifty fifty um where I often have thought like you know, it would be really sad for us, but like, would it benefit us all to take away social media? Maybe.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I can't even imagine being in high school. Right oh now. my
0: gosh. No, it'd be horrible. It'd be horrible.
1: I just, would we, would I have learned a thing, you know, like right. would I have ever put down a device to, to actually learn what was happening. I just don't, I don't trust myself enough
2: I don't either. To, no, to, definitely
0: not.
1: Yeah.
2: I was just doing The Sims all the time. Yeah. Like, that was my distraction. Imagine if I had a cell phone and The Sims. <laughs> Be, forget I,
1: it. Janie, that's so funny because literally we weren't allowed uh, video games even. So it's like we were very low tech in the GOB household. But I was allowed to play Math Busters, mm-hmm. which was just a video game of doing math problems. <laughs> and I remember thinking that, like, that was cool and high tech. You were like, you know,
2: rebelling and being, you know, I'm going to just play video games tonight. And it's like four plus. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You had such a
1: literally,
2: no Cinnabon and math video games. You grew up in a very healthy household.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and isn't that like, uh, this is not even what we're talking about, but it's like, as I just firmly, there's so much that, um, when you're talking about like stress, like if you're Uh-oh. It, just, or um, if you have any like, right? They're having a hard time. Um, if you have any mental disorders, like there's just so much this predisposition, and then there's so much that's about how you were raised. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can just do the best we can with the choices when we're adults that we possibly can, because there's yes. just it's it's yeah. Oh my there's God, there's a lot going into it.
2: Ooh, I'd applaud, but the audio would be bad. That's really good. Yeah. We can just do the best we can, Amanda. That's resonating wait, deep. Wait, say that again. We can just do the best we can is resonating deep. <laughs> You've hit something. Right, I,
1: it's it's true, and and we can do very good. So I'm not the best we can might be really yeah. good, but I just it's like where everybody starts is very different. I so know. So it's like especially yeah. with the kids that I worked with, um, like. What is very good for them might be different than what is very good for me um, or for anybody else. So like even to the um, to the extent of like if if you're if you're working with someone and one of the goals is just to graduate from high school, mm-hmm. um Depending on what where you what family you were born into, what part of the country you were born into, it's like graduating from high school might be like, what, just that? Mm -hmm. And then you get a whole nother set of circumstances and graduating from high school might be like, oh, no one in our family has ever done that. Right. You know, so it's like it just is it has to be situation by situation
2: that's amazing that's really good insight and like keeping that in mind when people screw up or like do things that you that don't meet your expectations just keep that in mind and that's why I'm trying to spin off um a t-shirt and a bumper oh my god that's so rude that's so rude. it's
1: funny that like your poor listeners or like congratulations to your listeners but I can't Believe how much is getting picked up. Like these people are far <laughs> away. They're running around the I'm
2: boat. They're like, you know, away
1: from them. Yeah. Um, I think
0: it gets louder when you stop talking, Amanda, because then it's like, oh, the mic's oh, like something else is going on. Let's I get it. See. Let's that's get it. Happening. That's what's happening. We mic, hear it, it when. right
2: I get you. You're being a mic. Good
1: note. I'll never stop talking. That's <laughs> <is> great. great <laughs> now. Yeah. That's.
2: I think the key. But I want to yeah, spin off um a bumper sticker and a T-shirt that say, "Unfortunately, I am doing my best." <laughs> That's right. like because it. that's my motto like most of the time when people are mad at me or honking I'm like you know what I I'm sad to yeah. say it and I'm, I'm I'm sad to admit it it's my best yeah, this is all I
1: got yes I think that that's very very true
2: oh my god I hate those kids Amanda thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast you are a delight and just a superwoman for so many reasons that I won't get into here because I'll start crying <laughs>
1: I cannot tell you how privileged I am to have even been asked for my silly opinions on all these things. Like, I just appreciate you guys so much.
0: You've changed lives. Thank you so much, Amanda. I have to meet you in real life oh someday. My God. That's my new goal.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm coming to LA very soon. Perfect. Very soon. Yeah. Watch out.
0: I will tweet you every day. Watch out. Until um, then.
1: Amanda, oh guys, please do.
0: <laughs> Done. What
2: do you want to Where can people find you?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you can find me on the busiest family street corner in
2: Brooklyn. Yeah, where can we find <laughs>
1: Yeah, where's this uh, where, cr- party? Just follow all the childrens and the boats, and that's where I'll be. Um, but if you want to find me on the internet, you can go to amandagob.com. dot com. Um, re- I'm very active on Instagram, and I have a running show at the UCB Theater. Um, so you can go on UCB's website as well.
2: Yeah, I definitely recommend Power Hour um, and all things Amanda does. Thank you, Amanda.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you guys for having me.
0: We're going to
2: close out our episode with the prescription. And here is where we give a recommendation of something in the world that gives us joy or happiness or makes us feel generally healthier um, that isn't medicine. <laughs> it's alternative. Yeah, it's yeah. super
0: alt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so mine right now, I'm really like sad about the world. And I keep trying to read different books that are about different issues. And I have to put them down. And I love a celebrity memoir. Mm. That's a general endorsement. Of um, Love if you find me on Twitter. Let's talk celeb mems. Got so much to discuss. I picked up a really fun one Gabri Sitabe's book. Oh, it's delightful. She is
0: so likable. Whenever I see her and anything, it's like, please be my best friend. I I mean, I don't mean that in like a rude way.
2: Wow, to me, (laughs) I
0: know to you. I have a best friend. (laughs) Mm, She's right here. I love her. So now I know
2: my competition. But she's exactly that. She's she just it sounds like you're talking to your friend. She's like really funny and her life is crazy. And I really recommend it right now. with... Everything going on. It's a really great read. And uh so pick that one up.
0: I love it. I will pick it up. Yeah. I, how it's been out for a little bit, right? Yeah, it's been a couple, out for a little bit. I need to get that. Okay. Mine is a little off brand for me. Ooh. <laughs> it's not out yet, but it has was announced like several weeks ago and I'm like can't think of something that I'm more excited to buy, which is a weird cause I'm not usually excited about this like area of things. But there's a new Super Nintendo classic, which is basically, like, a mini version of the Super Nintendo that you grew up with. And it comes preloaded with, like, 70 games. And it's, like, $75 for, like, these all these games that are so amazing that I grew up with. Like Paperboy? Like, uh, well, Super Nintendo. That was Nintendo was Paperboy. What Boy, are we even talking about? <laughs> Where are Super we? Super Nintendo's, like, Super Mario, Brother, Super Mario World or, like, Zelda A Link to the Past. Like, we're... Nintendo original was a little before Super-, Super Nintendo's like the second generation.
2: Okay, I okay. know Paperboy. I know The Sims. <laughs> Do you know? I know. Okay,
0: I'll name you some of the games on Super Nintendo Classics. Tell me if they're bringing. Me. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Well, Mortal Kombat, you've heard of? You know. I
2: played that.
3: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Donkey Kong Country sure. is a great one. There's an F Zero. I loved a Zelda: a Link to the Past. There's Star Fox. There's an unreleased Star Fox Two that's going to be included. <laughs> Very... I'm excited
2: to see you excited.
0: I really. I know this is a little odd, <laughs> but I just really think it has such a great collection of games I'm not really as much of like a a video gamester as I was back in my youth but I just like this is like my childhood like I literally have been on YouTube and watched playthroughs of Zelda Link the Past and like cried (laughs) because I'm like oh my god my child have you seen my childhood like there it is on screen like I just so much of my childhood was (laughs) you Janie has never like been more nervous about me (laughs) in her life. Can
2: we talk off pause?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just really, I felt strongly, I know the secrets in Super Mario World, to like get to the last round after getting just the second world. It's just, it was just a really great time for me. I must I'm say. so
2: happy for you. <laughs> I hope it accesses happy memories. and <laughs> It's not Have You Seen My Childhood, the Michael Jackson song. That's no. That's terrifying. <laughs> of course which not. Which is not recommended. That,
0: that, if you see the music video, there are lots of kids playing in boats in the air. <laughs> If you no. want to watch that. No, not recommend YouTube, it. it's just childhood Michael Jackson on the history album. So
2: what's the name of this thing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nintendo Classic? Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo Classic. Classic. SNES Classic. It's a mini version. It just comes as like a small. I love it. Yeah. Do they
2: have two player things? Yeah. I'll come over. Will you play with me?
0: Yeah. Oh. It's great. It's great. It's gonna be great. Awesome. I can't wait.
2: I guess we'll get Ellen's uh, with a little voice memo because she's out traveling. Yeah. And curious to hear what she says. She teased me that she teased that one has to do with the Backstreet Boys. Uh oh. Watch out.
0: Did she? She didn't go to Vegas to see them, did she? Without me, I would kill her. (laughs) I was gonna say.
3: All right. This is my first uh, recommendation. My prescription for uh this week it is a a documentary i though i use that term a little loosely it's uh backstreet boys colon show them what you're made of so this was in anticipation to the uh backstreet boys big reunion tour when kevin rejoined the band probably in like 2013 2014 uh bsb made a documentary where they Uh, you know, showing the lead up to the concert and them getting back together. They also went to each of the five boys' hometown. You got to see the home. The boys took each other to where they grew up. They took each other uh, to their elementary schools. We got to meet a teacher that was influential in each boy's life. Uh, So a couple things about this documentary are that uh, more so than just being, you know, a typical behind-the-scenes you know whatever showpiece there's definitely a metallica uh some kind of monster element the uh, confrontation between brian and nick is uh, amazing it's amazing entertaining captivating television you definitely see nick carter's uh you know talent as a reality tv star my fave boy, Howie D, keeps a low profile. Uh, they go to Lou Prillman's old abandoned Florida home. It's amazing. So it might be free on Netflix. I spent $4 to watch it uh, as a rental on YouTube. But uh, Backstreet Boys, show them what you're made of. I highly recommend. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for listening to Relatively Healthy. I've been Janie Stoller with Matt Palmer. Matt, where can people find you? you
0: find me at Matt Palmer Music on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
2: Amazing! Look up all his music. He's so talented and the best. And uh, thank you to our guests and everyone who has submitted questions and everything you've done for us. So if, if you could just do us one more thing, if you could rate and rev- and uh, subscribe on iTunes, that would be amazing. If you give us a five star review,
0: five stars only.
2: That's a great T-shirt. And if you could just uh, do that, we would really appreciate it. And keep sending your questions and keep listening. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Thank you.
1: Forever Dog.
0: This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.